there are two tales waiting for you, told one after the other by an odd set of two. So prepare yourself, dear one, because this is Drops of Darkness. I am Stranger, and I tell only fantasies. Whenever your world has a grip on your throat, I am there waiting to unleash the monsters that sleep in my mind so that they may remind you that you have sharp teeth and claws of your own. The first thing Nathan noticed was the smell. There are worse things to find in a house, but as a property inspector, even one in training, the smell of fresh paint mixed with rotting wood is pretty high up there. Fucking DIY flippers, Frank grumbled. He took out his pen and stomped deeper into the home, already making notes on his clipboard as fast as his arthritis would let him. Nathan was there to shadow Frank during the inspection, but found himself hesitating in the doorway, his own clipboard gripped tight in his hands. Frank might not be a ray of sunshine even on a good day, But it wasn't just Frank's less-than-stellar attitude that made Nathan pause, or even the cold soullessness of the all-white interior. There was something about this house that made him want to turn around, climb back in the company truck, and leave Frank shaking his fist at him on the stoop. "'Let's go, kid. The buyers will be here in an hour,' Frank called out. His gruff voice echoed through the empty house, bringing Nathan back to reality." Leaving the daydreams of freedom and auto theft at the door, Nathan held his clipboard tighter and made his way down the hallway. He found Frank posted up in the center of the trendy open-concept living room, his beady eyes flitting from sockets to ceiling fans to fire alarms. See that? Frank asked, pointing his pen at the bottom of one of the large windows. Do you know what that is? Nathan leaned in and searched for an issue that Frank could be referring to. Bullshit. That's what that is, Frank said before Nathan could make a guess. Just as he was about to ask Frank to elaborate, the lights in the living room flickered, and a series of pops went off somewhere on the second level. If he didn't know any better, they almost sounded like someone running towards the stairs. Electrical. Not surprised. Everyone thinks they can be an electrician after watching a few goddamn YouTubes. The old man pulled out a flashlight from his pocket and stomped off towards the breaker box in the garage. Through the window, Nathan watched the dark, cloudy morning transform into a stormy afternoon. Rain started pelting the windows, and within a few moments, he realized what Frank had meant by bullshit when a puddle formed on the windowsill under a large, unsealed gap in the trim. He stared at it for a moment, tilting his head as he clicked his own pen and made his first note. Windows in the living room improperly sealed. Possible contaminant present. Rust? Water from leak heavily tinged red. Will you keep up? I don't mind making the buyer wait, but I'd like to finish this before I keel over. Nathan finished scribbling and jogged after Frank, leaving the puddle of red to pour down the wall and onto the floor. Are you sure we should be messing with that if the lights are fritzing? Nathan asked. Eh, there are worse ways to die during an inspection, said Frank, his breath turning to white puffs in the cold air, despite the garage being warm and muggy just a few moments earlier. Behind him, the door creaked on new hinges, 
swinging farther and farther ajar, allowing the sound of a low humming voice to float in from the kitchen. He'd just started on a third page of notes when the breaker box door slammed shut on its own. Now shivering, Nathan started to wonder if it wasn't that he didn't want to be there, but rather, something didn't want them there. How silly, he thought. Keep an eye out for where that draft is coming from, said Frank, tapping his pen against the breaker. Then, with his eyes still on his notes, he turned and walked back into the house, leaving a trail of foggy breath behind him. Was there anything weird that happened in this property? Asked Nathan, while following Frank into the warm kitchen. Frank turned the faucet on, flipped some switches, and peered under the sink before deciding to answer. Weird how? Like someone was murdered here? Well, maybe not murder, said Nathan, feeling his face get a bit red. But maybe someone died here or something? Frank looked up from the list of dates on the side of a small fire extinguisher he'd found in one of the sleek white cabinets. Where do you think a good chunk of people do their dying, kid? The sellers might have tried to make this place look new, but it's an old house, and they don't have to disclose jack or shit about what happened here, unless the buyer asks. But, he said after a pause, you'd be kidding yourself if you didn't think at least half the homes you're poking around in haven't had someone kick the bucket in them. Frank set the extinguisher down on the pale faux marble countertop with a sharp clack. There was a spiky, modern-looking light fixture hung over the island, and the bulbs took turns flickering off and on again. "'And that doesn't bother you?' asked Nathan. Another cold spot wrapped around him, and his teeth started to chatter. "'If you're asking me if I believe in ghosts, no, I do not,' said Frank with a condescending chuckle. Nathan wondered how Frank could laugh with how dark all the shadows just went and how alarmingly person-shaped they became when they separated from the walls. The chill was no longer around him. It was in him, through his skin right down to his bones. Such a deathly cold it was. It consumed his senses, but even through all that, he still felt a hard metal surface slide against his palm. You should... The voice that rose up from Nathan's throat was not his own. The words left a foul, sick taste on his tongue. The look on Frank's face was something else. The confusion morphed into shock. The same moment Nathan felt something hard slam against his head. He looked up and was surprised to see his own hand wrapped around the fire extinguisher. He was even more surprised to watch his arm lifted high over his head again and through no effort of his own, brought it down towards his face in a red blur. There was a pop this time when the extinguisher crashed against his head, but it was different from the ones they heard in the house earlier. This one, it sounded wet with a slight squish. Nathan couldn't see out of the eye on that side of his face anymore, and something warm split the chill of his cheek as it poured from the broken socket in his skull. Nathan felt his hand rise again over his head, lifted by the cold fingers that he couldn't see but could feel wrapped around his wrist. Then something heavy knocked into him, sending him hurtling backwards. The voices stopped, and the chill left his body just in time for him to feel the full impact 
over the back of his head, splitting against the tile floor as something was wrestled from his hand. Nathan pleaded through the blood filling his mouth as Frank lifted the extinguisher like a club. He covered his crushed, bleeding face with his arms just before he heard a thud. Frank had hit something. Nathan peered through his forearms and watched as Frank, now holding on to the fire extinguisher with both hands, slam it deeper and deeper into his own face. Under the blood, and despite the exposed bones, the old man's absent expression remained the same, and the white kitchen was filled with red. Forty-five minutes later, the buyers arrived at the house, confused at first by the faint, slow tapping that came from the kitchen. Nathan had bled out, but Frank... Frank was still going as best as he could. It took about a week to clean up the mess, and a month for the police to clear the home for relisting. After a few pieces of cracked tile were replaced, it was back on the market and was sold the same day for a surprisingly reasonable price. Hello, everyone. In between stories, we like to highlight a cause that is worth our collective attention. For February, we decided to highlight Renew as a Crew. This one is a little different, but no less important, as this fan-led volunteer group is leading a massive coordinated effort to reverse the unexpected cancellation of the critically acclaimed show, Our Flag Means Death. Stories matter, and this series' unapologetic exploration of identity through its queer storyline and ethnic diversity has made countless people feel seen, heard, and understood. To find out how you can support this movement working to prove that diverse stories are both wanted and needed in mainstream media, you can learn more at renewasacrew.com or through the link on our website at dropsofdarkness.com. Now, back into the shadows we go. I am someone, and I tell only truth. Whenever something slithers through the barrier between worlds, I am there. Not to stop them, but to watch them and remind you of the countless terrors your kind has survived all on their own. This story was submitted by Chance Expression 650, whose Reddit handle is listed in the episode's description. I had a period of time during my senior year and a portion of my mission when I would get sleep paralysis. It usually isn't like these experiences I'm about to describe. The following only happened two times. The first time was during my senior year. It started off as it usually does. I woke up and my body wouldn't move. I tried to turn on my lamp, and I think I moved my arm towards it, and then blinked, and it was back to where it was. This is the usual thing that happens to me, but this time, I thought it would be scary if there was a person in the room. And then all of a sudden, there was a mangled girl on top of me. I could still breathe, so it wasn't the same experience as what people usually say happens to them, 
but it was on top of me. Now, what it looked like was pale, white, and had streaks of black that looked like the black paint that Arnold had in Predator, just all over her body. I usually don't scream when weird things happen to me. I was very scared, but I was able to stay semi-calm. I kept telling myself, I'm still semi-dreaming, and was able to wake myself up by breathing hard. As soon as I turned on my lamp, she was gone. That was also the last time I had sleep paralysis until I started my mission. There was a difference between my mission sleep paralysis and my senior year paralysis. During the sleep paralysis wave, I would say it was more like an out-of-body experiences. I would be awake, like sit up, turn, and look at the wall or around the room. I'd be able to see the room just the same as I could when I was awake, which I thought was weird because when I did wake up, I would wake up lying down with my eyes closed, not sitting up or in the position that I was when I was having sleep paralysis. Now, the second demon that I saw was also pale white with black stripes all over its body. When this one happened, I woke up to see the door opening and a person crawling in. I could see the room very well because of the streetlights outside. He came to the foot of my bed and had the biggest grin. Then he looked at my mission companion that I shared a room with. Now, during this one, the weird thing I remember is I felt no fear. When he looked at my companion, I actually got super pissed off at the demon. So I lunged at him, but he held up one of his hands and the left half of my body was cramping really bad. I was almost frozen in place, but this pissed me off more and I started to push through it and was able to slowly get closer to him. When I did this, he stopped smiling and got an almost annoyed look on his face and crawled out of the room. When I couldn't see him anymore, I had a falling sensation like I usually do in these sleep paralysis episodes and woke up on my back with half of my body cramping. When I say half, I mean half my face was cramping, to the point my lips on only that half of my body were cramping and showing that half of my teeth. Now, I don't think it was a seizure because I don't have a history of seizures and haven't had anything like that since. I still had motor functions in my arms and legs, the same amount you have during cramps. This was the weirdest sleep paralysis episode I had. And I think they are the same species because they have the same skin and look to them. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Drops of Darkness, which is written, voiced, and produced by Anadine Vaughn and Cameron Helquike. If you enjoyed your drift into the shadows, help keep the stories alive by sharing the show, leaving a review, and if you really want to earn the favor of these dark storytellers, tether yourself to their world by tapping subscribe. If you have a true paranormal story of your own that you'd like to be read by someone, you can make the offering to submissions at dropsofdarkness.com or through the form on our website. Until next time, dear one, and remember, 
when the darkness looks your way. Hold 